to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. Uh, Today, I'm your host, Ben Pritchard, and we're going to dive into the subject of AI in construction, where it is, what it is, and how it could help be part of the transformation of our industry. Um, And to uh, help me with that conversation, I'm uh, delighted to welcome Kasia, the MD of Brainpool. Uh, Kasia, please introduce yourself to our listeners and watchers. Sure, thank you, Ben. Uh, It's good to to be here. Uh, So my name is Kasia, I'm Managing Director and Co-Founder of Brainpool AI. Um, Brainpool is a global network of over 500 AI machine learning experts. Uh, So members of our network have PhDs or master's level degrees in AI, machine learning, computer science, data science, some mathematics. Uh, But what links them all is the passion for AI machine learning. And uh, so before we sort of dive into the the subject, can you give uh, sort of a brief uh, definition, description of AI, um, machine learning, and uh, importantly, what the difference where where machine learning stops and AI starts. Sure, uh, and it's, it's a great question to start with because a lot of people get it mixed up. Uh, I think you can think of machine learning as a toolbox to build complex AI systems. So artificial intelligence is supposed to imitate human intelligence, whereas machine learning typically uh, is a set of algorithms that are tasked to perform one specific task, so one one specific goal uh, that they have in mind. And in reality, we all we have right now is narrow AI or narrow machine learning applications, so applications that really are only capable of doing the one set of uh, descriptive tasks that they are meant to be doing. Whereas in the future, where we're hoping to go with all of this is uh, to build artificial general intelligence, which are systems that are able to apply knowledge in one area to solve problems in another area, which is we're still quite far away from that point. But hopefully this is where the research is going. Uh, that, that's where we get to Skynet. <laughs> yes. <exactly. laughs> uh, and uh, hopefully um, uh, those who are watching today's video will recognize you um, because we were lucky enough in this uh, fantastic room in Toronto uh, to, to host a round table. Uh, on uh, the use of um, AI in construction. So we won't go into too much detail on some of the the examples and the likes. We'll just tell everyone to go watch another video uh, and I'm sure it'll be uh, linked uh, in the bio for for today. Um, One question uh, for me before we dive into that is, so from my understanding your uh, PhD is in mathematics isn't it? Uh, no, I actually don't have a PhD. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I have a master's level master's. degree in cognitive science, cognitive science. Uh, and a bachelor's in mathematics. And uh, cognitive science is building mathematical formulas to predict human behavior. Um, so it's a really interesting area of research. It's fairly new. Um, yeah, I didn't do a PhD because after my master's degree, I was really interested to find out how does all of this theory apply mm-hmm. in real life. It's a natural progression from there then to go into AI, uh, to to start, like you say, actually turning the theory into practice. That's it. And I think, you know, there's such a discrepancy between the the world of academia and the world of corporates. Uh, The corporations don't really have access to the AI research and most AI researchers actually all the, they do their work on a theoretical level and they thesis that their work ends up in professors' drawers and never actually sees the daylight yeah. and never gets applied. So Brainpool was originally built to actually see if we can find real-world applications of the latest AI research in business. There's probably an AI tool in there um, because I think 
generally there's a, a real disconnect between academia and industry. In most industries, construction is a great example where fantastic uh, thesis, dissertations are written and then put in a shelf somewhere and, uh, and the, the learning from it is poorly um, sort of transferred into, into industry. Uh, what do you think are the, the barriers um, in terms of those corporations sort of really looking at the technology and looking for practical applications for it? I think probably you know, it's, it's, it's always the same problem that companies have very ambitious targets. They need to grow really fast, especially if you're backed by a VC or an investor. Uh, you need to continuously uh, ensure that your business scales and whenever you look into R&D or new areas of innovation that typically takes quite some time to get started with and there is an element of uncertainty and risk so corporations are just used to follow the same processes that they have been following just because this is what they know uh, will bring them the expected results whereas in reality what uh, I hope that uh, the corporations in the f of the future will start doing more of uh, is applying the new R&D technologies and invest in uh, innovation and invest in exploration of the new areas that, that have not yet been explored. explored. So cultural barriers then are, are something you, you have to overcome uh, oh, very much sure, from sure. an early stage. Mm -hmm. And do you think, it, um, I mean construction is uh, sort of a a very old industry, uh, a fascinating industry uh, and an industry where that culture of um, sort of fear of change is uh, prominent um, but an industry that is um, ripe for transformation and is full of the repetitive tasks that AI would be perfect for. Absolutely, so construction is definitely one of the slowest adopters of AI technologies from what we see. Uh, but it's got a huge potential to get transformed by uh, AI and machine learning. There are so many repetitive, manual, time-consuming processes that can be fully automated uh, with robotics or with machine learning systems. Um, so we hope that you know, we can engage in, in initiating some of those transformations. And like you say, it's not just theory, it's practice as well. So um, you've developed DAISY, mm -hmm. uh, which is a platform that actually does this in practice. Uh, do you want to sort of introduce DAISY a little bit and tell us how that's helped transform one of your clients? Sure, so um, DAISY is the first uh, fully automated timber construction design software powered by artificial intelligence. The problem it solves is that it, it designs timber floors and stairs and other elements uh, automatically. So we started with floors which takes about two to three hours for a structure engineer to design a single rectangular shaped floor. There is an estimated 50,000 possibilities in which joists and beams can be structured uh, around that, that one simple rectangled floor. So DAISY does this whole process automatically with a click of a button and the way it does it, it uh, applies genetic programming. So you start with a population of badly designed agents, so badly designed floors, and then generation over generation you get a better and better design until the system converges, which is when you know you found your optimal solution. So the output out of DAISY is a production-ready mm -hmm. floor design that has all of the compliance checks, all of the optimization embedded within the, within the system. And that three hours that an engineer would have taken takes how long? It takes, it takes a, it depends on the, on the floor complexity, it takes about 10 minutes for DAISY to, to, to actually run through those iterations and come up with the optimal design. But a good thing about the AI system is that it doesn't need to sleep or eat or take breaks. <laughs> so what you can do now actually is an engineer can upload you know, a set of 15 designs and come and go home, get some sleep and come back 
come back to work in the morning and have them already designed in there. All done. One of the, um, I guess, the cultural hesitations around uh, AI, robotics, everything is the the fear that it will mean mass unemployment in, in, in certain ways. That you know that engineer now, what is it that he does? Um, and I think there's a, a hesitation and a misunderstanding that what it allows you to do is focus on more value add mm, tasks. Exactly. So that's exactly the way we see the future with AI. Uh, we hope that it's going to be a partnership with our, between artificial intelligence and humans, where AI takes on the manual and time-consuming tasks to allow people to focus on the creative tasks and on the things that matter to them the most. So maybe what the engineers uh, now capable of doing, having more time, is well, first of all, turn around more more of the uh, flow of funds in the same time, but secondly, maybe think of new creative ways uh, ways to reduce the CO2 emissions of mm -hmm. the whole process of timber design. And um, you know, people will jump probably to thinking that the optimal design is the cheapest design, but that's not necessarily, you know, you can build into the algorithm, the model, what optimal means to you, mm -hmm. whether, like you say, is that reduced CO2, uh, reduced waste, all these different types of things. It doesn't just have to be what's the cheapest build. That's it. So you can optimize your system according to whichever priorities uh, you have or your clients have. We hope that over time more and more companies will start being uh, environmentally conscious and optimized towards reduced CO2 emissions, reduced material waste. There's still about 20 to 30% of wood being wasted by the timber industry in the UK, for example. So there is a huge scope to actually reduce uh, that unnecessary wastage and help the environment get healthier. And it's a perfect fit for modern methods of construction, you know, the off-site panelized systems, uh, whichever one um, you, you want to do. But doing all this, it gives you a really precise uh, understanding of what you need, how the lengths and, and the layout and everything. So it's perfect for the uh, pre-manufacturing. Exactly, so hopefully the pre-manufacturing release where everything is going, so rather than bringing lots of wood on site and then cutting it there and then burning the, uh, the cut-offs that you don't need, uh, you can now measure everything up front. You, can, you have very detailed, precise systems that allow you to exactly know what type of materials you need at any given time uh, and then only bring on site the type of materials and the exact amount of them that you need. So we've um, sort of talked about the UK market and stuff quite a bit there, um, but we're sat in Toronto, um, so we should probably um, sort of uh, talk, talk about what's going on here as well. And um, you, you know, you've obviously relocated here because you see great opportunity um, and a, a want and a need over here as well as the UK for AI and everything it can bring. So, what were the market opportunities that brought you uh, this side of the pond? No, absolutely. Toronto is definitely becoming one of the biggest technology hubs in North America. Um, I particularly moved here for uh, Daisy. Uh, so Canada obviously is one of the biggest timber markets. Most of the houses here are built off timber. And not, not just that, but governments in a lot, uh, many provinces started regulating the minimum amount of timber that needs to be used in construction, right? Um, so more and more we're going to see um, commercial buildings incorporating timber and buildings that previously have only been really using steel and concrete mm -hmm. and it's because timber um, emits 80 to 90 percent less CO2 than steel and concrete right so really this is the sustainability direction that we need to go in 
um, in terms of opportunities in Toronto, I mean, we, we joined the Autodesk Residency Program, uh, which is um, Autodesk's way of, uh, of connecting with innovative startups. Uh, and thanks to that, we are now a um, member of a great team of companies that innovate the construction sector. Mm-hmm. So we see new ideas uh, emerging every single day. And what's more important as well is that co- corporations are getting more and more um, enticed to actually embed the, these new ideas and um, try the, the, the new approaches to automate and enhance the legacy processes that they previously undertook. So we are very happy to be connecting with those innovative uh, and forward-thinking businesses and hopefully help them automate. Yeah, no, um, I mean, you're right. Uh, Canada, wood is a really important uh, material uh, over here. And um, I think in Vancouver, I'm not sure if it still is, but it certainly was the, the tallest uh, wooden structure mm-hmm. um, was being was or is being built. I can never mm-hmm. remember which way around it is. Yes, it um, is. But they really sort of do embrace um, a, a more sustainable uh, way of building. And um, we do have to you know, reconsider how, how we build. I mean, in the UK, um, the Technology Strategy Board um, reckons that at least 45% of all CO2 emissions in the UK because of the way we build, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the, the the bit the the, the wooden structures fix that we often forget is the embedded carbon side of things. You know, we've had a real strong focus on operational mm-hmm. carbon, mm-hmm. You know, but embodied carbon uh, really needs to be the, the next focus. Absolutely, and that move away from concrete is um, certainly certainly there. Um, I mean, with the Autodesk stuff as well, you must be seeing all sorts of platforms that do all sorts of different things. Um, so you know the roundtable we've just uh, had. Um, you know we talked about um, the traceability of materials, uh, better understanding of what goes on on site, um, digital twins, um, which is a, a massive subject that we'd need hours to talk about on its own. Um, I mean, do does one area of construction more than the other um, fit better for AI? Do you think? And is there anything in particular that excites you more than others around the opportunity it has to really transform construction? Um, I think you know there's just so much scope for improving the, the current processes like we said just before you know people are still using fax machines yeah. <laughs> there's really no, no need for any of this so we are we are talking about the AI the fourth industrial revolution mm-hmm. the AI revolution but I think a lot of the construction sector is still waiting for the third industrial revolution, which is the digitization, really. Um, and so let's start with that. And uh, once we get that sorted, uh, uh, then, then we can move to the... And, and I guess that's the, the, the danger um, for, the, for the industry. Um, I'm terrible on a personal level. Um, if someone shows me something shiny, new, a gadget, I'll go for it, regardless right. of whether I need it or want it. Yeah. And the issue the industry has is that we skip the third revolution and go to the fourth and then we can't use the fourth one properly Mm, Um, so we need to slow down sometimes yeah well we see this um, happening all the time unfortunately a lot of clients come to us and they read about AI in the newspaper and they want to build AI system but then halfway through they realize that they're actually missing the data or they they don't have the right infrastructure or the right resources to be able to uh, adopt AI so what we typically do to start with we start with a call a scoping program where we really teach the client and try to work very closely with the client to develop 
uh, an action plan or a strategy for implementation of an AI system that's feasible, that we know will work, because too many companies have lost so, a lot of money on building AI tools that never end up working. Actually, about 80% of AI solutions fail to reach really? production. Yeah. Wow. That is the stats. That is impressive. We'll we'll uh, we'll cut that out though. We don't want him to hear that again, so that he uh, stops our uh, <laughs> what we're doing with you. Um, I, I mean, so, I mean, that's one of the things um, we'll touch upon. Um, you know, we're really excited to be working with you uh, at Brainpool as well uh, as Invent. Um, and, and I think you know what I'm learning as part of this process is um, you can look at AI in sort of small baby steps in your process. You find a bottleneck. In your internal processes and look at how you can improve that in the first place and then learn how how to do these things learn how long it'll take what you need to know what you don't need to know um, and then see you know you don't have to automate every process you have that's it you need to take it step by step and what you know what we have done is really de-risking that whole development mm. process so you start with the development of the tools that you know exactly how to do it you know what resources you you need and you know what the outcome of the initial steps will be and then once you've reached that kind of base camp level then you think about okay what's next what what else can I incorporate can I actually go further and incorporate NLP or machine vision or you know, other tools to further automate it's the automation is always a gradual process it's never a case of uh, you know just clicking your fingers and, yeah. and automate so it's always a long and gradual process but at, at, at the end of it you are very likely to actually save yourself a lot of time and money and in, increase increase productivity uh, and scalability of, of your business no, and the um, the opportunity is very exciting and the potential of it is immense um, but it is important to learn that it's not a, an easy thing to build there, there is a a process of um, you know teaching the model building the model is one thing mm -hmm. but then you've got to teach it to be better and Daisy's a great example of that as well where the initial results were good and created return on investment but it's been exponential in terms of how much better it's got mm -hmm. creating those optimal absolutely designs. it was the exact same thing with Daisy so the initial version of Daisy could only design I think 50% of of flaws, right? Because the rest was just too complex, uh, and originally they need they needed to keep about eighty five percent of the designers in house in order to actually turn around those designs fast enough. And then a year later, we then reached about eighty five ninety percent mark, uh, and hopefully, you know, we'll be getting closer to the hundred percent uh, sometime soon. But it is a gradual process of making sure that the AI system is robust enough, and only then trying to automate it further and further. And you know, for your client at Daisy, was it they've halved the design time and cost, doubled production, yeah. and they got a return on their investment within twelve months. I mean, 12 months. when you talk about figures like that, it's a sort of a no-brainer, isn't it, to start right. looking at this technology in a bit more detail? And that's why you know the forward-thinking companies, the companies thinking about the, the future, are all going to embrace AI sooner or later. That just needs to happen. It is. It is, <laughs> and hopefully, I mean, other industries are quicker at adopting it but hopefully we in construction we can start looking at it and uh, and we are we you know generative design and things like this they are um, becoming more and more prevalent um, but it's about helping people at, at all levels of the industry um, access the tools and access the the knowledge the understanding of how it can help them mm -hmm. no absolutely i think ai is useful for um, employees and uh, people across all of the spe spectrum, not just the management, but also you know, 
the people actually doing the day-to-day repetitive tasks that they don't necessarily need to be doing. Exactly, and um, again, uh, going back to sort of the, the, the round table, um, you know, one of the, the, the key things you, you pointed out was that AI can help improve productivity because mm-hmm. you're getting rid of those repetitive tasks, but as we discussed, it can massively help morale as well. Um, because it's those repetitive tasks that no one likes to do. Exactly, exactly. People are just happier, you know, and they have more creative, ambitious tasks to perform. Uh, so I completely agree with you. I think the productivity of humans themselves will improve when the AI takes on those repetitive tasks. Definitely, tests. definitely. And it's that, um, uh, you know, like you say, um, a happier person is generally more productive that's anyway, that's not just about moving on from um, doing the uh, sort of the the, the repetitive, boring tasks anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very much um, for um, joining us today, both on the podcast and the, the, the round table earlier. It was really fascinating insights. And I know we're very excited at event uh, about starting our AI journey with you. Uh, hopefully we can inspire a bit more of the industry uh, to uh, to join us and uh, on that as well. Um, so for everyone um, out there, uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Um, if you want to learn more about Brainpool, um, details will be in the um, uh, description underneath. Uh, links to the website and what have you will be there. Um, don't forget to please like, subscribe and share today's podcast and make sure you catch up on um, past episodes as well as future episodes. So, um, Kasia, thank you very much thank for, for joining us and thank you very much for listening today. Want to learn more about how Invent can help your business maximize its bottom line? Head on over to www.invent.com and get in touch with our team today. Thanks for joining us this week on the Construction Big Breakfast. Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.